Reboot your credit card with Apple Card, the only credit card designed for iPhone. It gives you up to 3% daily cash back on every purchase. Plus, Apple Card has no fees, not even hidden ones. Apply for Apple Card now in the Wallet app on iPhone. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Variable APRs for Apple Card range from 19.24% to 29.49% based on creditworthiness. Rates as of February 1st, 2024. Terms and more at AppleCard.com. Previously on Unexplainable. You never know what the future holds until it hits. Impacts are still happening in the solar system. The threat posed by Earth orbit crossing asteroids and comets has long been a concern of mine and of the committee. NASA has confirmed a so-called city killer asteroid narrowly missed hitting Earth. The dedicated researchers who find and track asteroids across the solar system are members of an elite squad known as the Planetary Defense Coordination Office. Finding asteroids before they find us and then maybe getting them before they get us. But how does one get an asteroid? It's applied planetary science. Planetary defense set their sights on the little asteroid moonlit, Dimorphos, with one mission in mind. Give it a little boop, you know, like boop. Humanity's first ever attempt to boop an asteroid. Can we reach into the cosmos and defend the planet? Boop. This is Unexplainable. I'm Brian Resnick. And last year, I talked to Robin George Andrews. He's a science journalist, and he's been doing a lot of work on a book about asteroids and how maybe one could hit the Earth one day and what we should do to stop it. Most importantly, that part of what to do to stop it. And in that episode last year, Robin and I talked about what we called the asteroid problem. So the huge asteroids that could potentially destroy all life on Earth, we actually got them pretty much cataloged. Like, we know where they are. We know they're not a threat. But asteroids don't need to be enormous to cause problems. So in 2013, there was a meteor that exploded over a city in Russia and exploded with more power than a nuclear weapon. It's the biggest meteor in more than a century to hit the planet. A thousand people were injured from shards of flying glass and debris. And that meteor was ultimately pretty small. There are even bigger ones, which are sometimes called city killers, that while they're not big enough to destroy a whole planet, They're definitely big enough to destroy cities, countries, and just cause widespread mayhem. And scientists think we've only discovered maybe half of these city killer asteroids in our solar system. The big question is, is like, what if we look up and see one of these heading towards Earth? Could we maybe even just, boop, knock it out of the way? So NASA decided it was time to do some target practice to see if this was possible. The spacecraft is NASA's double asteroid redirection test spacecraft. That's a lot. Call it DART. The target? An asteroid called Dimorphos. This is an asteroid that actually poses no threat to Earth, so it's actually kind of innocent here. The goal was to hit Dimorphos hard enough 
with a spacecraft to change its orbit. And the idea is, if this works, this technique could be used to deflect city killer asteroids in the future, maybe prevent a huge, devastating disaster. So Robin actually got special access to the mission control room when the big boop happened. And he saw what the spaceship's camera saw in near real time. And and I just wanted to know, I wanted to ask him, like, how did it go? Are we safe from city killer asteroids now? Can we defend our planet? So, Robin George Andrews. Hello. Hello. <laughs> that, that's your name, correct? I got it right. <laughs> it is my name. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I feel I feel like the Earth is a little safer than it was a year ago. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm actually so excited to talk to you. You know, the last time we talked, we talked about the START mission, uh, this kind of very Hollywood style, let's see what happens when we smash something into an asteroid. And I'm so excited to talk to you now because there is like some new science, new data, and my my caveman brain is like, ooh, something went smash and I want to hear about <laughs> it, you know? Yeah, for something that seems as straightforward as something smashed into something else in space, it's probably the most exciting and optimistic Genuinely feel-good story Mm -hmm. I'll I'll ever work on. After a 10-month, 470-million-mile journey, DART is just minutes away from making history. Witness the big moment live from space. I understand you were at the mission control when this was happening, right? Yeah, so so on the day of the impact, um, I snuck off to the part of campus where all the scientists and engineers were because I really wanted to see what it was like when their spacecraft actually obliterated itself. Tell me about the scene. Like, what was the atmosphere like? What were people like? You know, what do you remember <laughs> from that day? Oh, man, it was it was, it was was kind of breathtaking, really. I mean, normally, like, if you've seen footage of, like, what it's like when, you know, NASA is landing a rover on Mars or something, mm-hmm. there's always this tension, especially when it's, like, going through the atmosphere and they're hoping that it doesn't die. <laughs> Whereas this mission, I've never seen 2,000 people more excited to see a spacecraft die. <laughs> 30 seconds before impact, basically yeah. Dimorphos, the target, was like properly in view. You could see individual like mm-hmm. boulders on its surface. Oh my goodness, look at that. People were just so like genuinely in awe of seeing this. There was this like this tension of just like waiting for this like epic beat to drop or something. Like everyone knew it was coming. Oh my goodness. You know, people started counting down. Three, two, what? There was like a murmur of noise and then... Oh my gosh. <laughs> people started screaming and screeching and jumping up and down and fist pumping the air. And we have People were crying, people high-fived me. Someone like jumped on my back briefly, like didn't even care while I was there. Did you know that person? Nope. <laughs> Fantastic. It hit it, like basically, if you could draw an X, mm-hmm on uh, Dimorphos, like where they exactly wanted to hit, it basically went without a hitch. And in the future, this technique could be used to genuinely save millions of lives. Now is when the science starts. 
What what happened when it hit? Like physically, do we know this now? Oh man, it was it was Dart didn't just hit it. It had really hit it. Like it had really rung its bell. I mean, people were stunned by just how much material had come off the asteroid. Mm-hmm. Did we destroy it? No, no, no. That was so so there was some concern that they may have disrupted it or broken too much off because that's not the point of this technique. Is that a problem? That sounds good. Yeah, it would be a problem because imagine if you have like an asteroid coming to Earth that's that size, right? And instead of deflecting it, you disrupt it, as it's called, and you break it into mm. like five different pieces. So yes, you may mm. have saved one part of Earth from having like a regional, mm-hmm. like really serious impact, but then you've given five other parts of the planet still pretty terrible damage. It actually could cause more deaths than just one impact kind of okay. thing. So you, you don't want to turn a cannonball into a into a shotgun, basically. Mm. So there was worry that they had accidentally disrupted it for about a day, but then observations kept coming in and people were like, oh, it's still there. Thank God, mm. <laughs> like it's still there. So, so yeah. So we great. just so we just blew off a chunk of it or something. Yeah, yeah, like millions and millions of kilograms of it, like quite a lot actually. Wow. So we didn't blast it to smithereens, but like the real goal here was to to nudge it, like to change the orbit. And the last time we talked, you said the the goal for success was to change the orbit of this little asteroid um, by like a little over a minute. So did we do that? Did we change the orbit? Yeah, and they changed its orbit by 32 minutes. Wow. And they're like, how did we do that? (laughs) And so the recent stuff that came out Mm. was a number called Beta. And Beta is just, how much punch did Dark give? Like, how much momentum did the spacecraft transfer to the asteroid. Like, how hard did our cue ball of a spacecraft hit the eight ball of the asteroid? Right. So, for some reason, when Dart punched this asteroid, it was almost like three and a half darts had punched it, for some reason. What? Because the impact was so successful, it it carved off a lot of the asteroid's own material. And when that material was blasted off in the impact... It acted like a, a brief rocket booster to the to the asteroid. Oh. Yeah, it was like a rocket booster, basically. So it gave a lot more punch than it was designed to. Okay. And the idea behind that is if you over-egg that, you may actually just destroy an asteroid. Whoops. Um, so that could be a problem. Yeah. But it also means that if you have a, a bigger asteroid, you don't need quite as big a spacecraft to deflect it. Hmm. Because if you knock off its material... That means that it, the asteroid is doing some of the work for you. That's good news. It is good. So uh, overall, it's good news. You don't need quite as big uh, suicidal spacecraft as you needed. So yeah. Yeah. So what are the most concrete things we've learned from this? So takeaway number one is that you can deflect an asteroid by hitting it with a spacecraft. Nice. And a relatively small spacecraft, like Dart, was the size of a car, and it had basically one camera. That can be used to deflect an asteroid of the size that would cause city to to country size devastation. And that's that's great news. I mean, that's yeah. We basically have the technology right now to save millions of lives from a threat that, like people, even just a few decades ago, would be mm. like would be doomed. Basically, yeah. So, go us. Yeah, go us. Yeah, that's pretty mm. good. That's takeaway <laughs> number one. Takeaway number two is every time. A spacecraft visits an asteroid or a comet, scientists are surprised by what they find. Mm -hmm. So we also should be expected to be surprised by 
any asteroid that we'd want to deflect. Mm -hmm. You really need a recon mission beforehand. So you don't know what you're going to get when you get to the asteroid. And it might not behave the way you think when you boop it. Right. Yeah. Like space is just continuously, frustratingly surprising. So that's like one like good news. And then one like, well, we got to stay on our toes. Yes. Yes. Uh But the really big thing now is, okay, this works. Yeah. Are there any asteroids of that size that are going to hit us in the future? Coming up, are we safe now because of DART? What else do we have to do? Reboot your credit card with Apple Card, the only credit card designed for iPhone. It gives you up to 3% daily cash back on every purchase. Plus, Apple Card has no fees, not even hidden ones. Apply for Apple Card now in the Wallet app on iPhone. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Variable APRs for Apple Card range from 19.24% to 29.49% based on creditworthiness. Rates as of February 1st, 2024. Terms and more at applecard.com. We're back. And now that we know NASA can slam into an asteroid and deflect it, Robin says the next big step is to look for asteroids that could actually hit us. So the next big planetary defense effort where all the funding, the political clout, everything is going is Neo Surveyor, mm. near-Earth object Surveyor. It's a telescope that's going to be deployed uh, into space. It's an infrared telescope, and it's, it's going to be called to like near absolute zero, some really cool tech. And it's basically going to look for these city killer sized asteroids, especially the ones that are like interior to Earth's orbit, which is where, you know, the sun is. Because when you're looking with an optical telescope, the sun's in the way. The sun is in the way. It's way too bright. Yeah. So, Neo Surveyor, everyone is like, it, mm-hmm. it will work. If it launches, in 10 years, it will find 90% of the asteroids that we're, we're kind of missing, which is a kind of an incredible thing. So, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I get we got to find more of these, but are there any more plans to do some more smashing? Uh, not yet, because um, mm. it's it, at the moment people are like, well, that worked. So now we need to find <laughs> them to see if we need to do any more testing. Yeah, Like everyone wants Dart 2 to be a thing because who doesn't want to see more things being smashed in out of space? And, you know, especially when you can say it's for saving the planet. Everyone's like, cool. What are the open questions still, you know, that we didn't learn from this or or the questions that have been provoked because of it? So one of the big questions that's that's come up, and I think it's always been there, but it's kind of an uncomfortable question, is what would happen in the event of an asteroid, a city killer size asteroid, that's either we don't have enough warning time to deflect it, mm-hmm. or it's too big and we just don't have, like you physically could not deflect it with like a dart-like mission. What would you do? Mm. Well, we have these rather powerful nuclear weapons that we don't really want to use on each other, hopefully. Um, <laughs> but could you put a very powerful nuclear device on a spacecraft, launch it into deep space, mm. detonate it, and cause lots of debris to fly off, which again acts as that like rocket booster kind of effect on the asteroid? Could you deflect or destroy an asteroid that's small enough with nuclear weapons sort of thing? 
um, you know, everyone thinks it probably would work because the physics is quite straightforward. Yeah. So I think that's one of the big unanswered questions is, if you couldn't use a kinetic impactor, mm, like Dart, what choices do you have? Would you would you go the nuke way? Why not go the nuke way? It's it's just a matter of international law, or could you really do something horrible? It's imagine like a part of it broke off and was still heading towards Earth, or it just didn't work, mm. or it fragmented it, it disrupted it into like many many pieces. Basically, you've turned a threat that something that's going to hit Earth into a radioactive asteroid. So you're just smacking the Earth with like it would be even worse, mm. or would you would you do nothing and just take the hit? Would you just have to evacuate part of the of the planet to just take the hit? Because that's also an option. Yeah, that's a, that's really uncomfortable. Like yeah. even though we are progressing toward like a solution to the asteroid problem, mm. like that doesn't mean the choices will be easy, right? Because it's like you said, the asteroids can continue to confound us, you know, on a case by case basis. And there might be some really uncomfortable questions of like, mm-hmm. do we take the risk with a nuke? Right. Or is it easier just to evacuate a place on Earth that's going to get hit, evacuate a city? Right. Which, I mean, to me, it feels like the the, the nuke seems easier, but, you know, but maybe not. Yeah, it's just really complicated. Like, yeah. what's the state of the world going to be when you need to do this? Which countries will be in power? I mean, often you don't even know exactly where... Like, until radar locks onto, like, an asteroid, mm-hmm. which is often just a week before it hits, you actually don't know exactly where it's going to hit. So, like, the, the the uncomfortable stuff comes from, like, what would you do if you didn't have enough time, um, basically? Mm. And how would the world react to it? Um, because it may the consequences of the world reacting to it may be worse and spiral out of control more than... Mm. The impact, which is crazy. Yeah. But it's no one knows. That's the ultimate unanswered question here um, of like less scientific and more and more political. Is that something that you've come to learn in like reporting on this? Like the science is easy, but this this you the know. science basically the thing that key one of the key takeaways I'm coming from this is the science is relatively straightforward when it comes to planetary defense. Like it really is. It's like, how'd you find them with these infrared things? Okay, right. How how do you Deal with them. If you have enough time, you deflect it. If it's too big, you'd have to mm-hmm. use something else. But like, you, we have the technology to do it. Pretty much. Like, if mm-hmm. it's a gigantic comet, it's a, it's like maybe we're just doomed. But like, it's a. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, the real hard thing is like the political stuff. Like, it's just mm-hmm. who gets to decide who runs this. Like, if it's if you're absolutely sure the asteroid's going to hit America, then yeah, I'm sure it's NASA and FEMA. But like, if an asteroid was going to hit a state in the U.S. or somewhere in the U.S., how do you convince an entire U.S. state to evacuate? Like, there'll be so much misinformation. Wow. How would you say we're the trusted source? Like, can you imagine what it would go on, like, uh, on Twitter, if, if like, this was actually going to happen? Like, mm-hmm. so all that is just so unknown. And the problem is you can practice this as much as you want, you can war game it out as much as you want. Until this actually happens for real, no one knows what the state of the world's going to be like. No one knows what's going to happen. Some things are always going to be unknown until it actually happens, which is kind of scary. But you know, what else can you do? Okay, so you take you took me from feeling good to feeling a little bad. Again. <laughs> <laughs> but it is still a feel good story because <laughs> yeah, because we do have the technology to do something about it. We're we're building the technology that will close that observational gap to find these things. So within the next twenty years max, <laughs> the whole world will know pretty much whether. In the next century, is anything going to hit Earth or not? 
Like, that's a really good position to be in. Like, that's... That's that you'll never be in a position where we're like, okay, we know exactly when every earthquake is going to happen and where yeah. it's going to happen at that exact moment. We know exactly when every hurricane is going to happen, every eruption. That's never going to happen, no matter how far like you get ahead. It's, it's too complex, those systems. Yeah. But an asteroid is just a thing moving through space that may smack a thing. So if you see them all and you plot them out, it's a, it's a problem that actually has a complete solution. Like you literally can stop this natural disaster This episode was reported and produced by Brian Resnick and me, Meredith Hodnot. We had editing from Catherine Wells, sound design and mixing from Christian Ayala, music from Noam Hassenfeld, fact-checking from Zoe Mullock, and the incredible voiceover talents of the one, the only, Afim Shapiro. Manu Nguyen is finding the punchline. Neil Dinesha is finally emerging from a Bangalore traffic jam. And Bert Pinkerton spun faster and faster until she let go of the penny. She flew backwards and the penny shot right into a slot in the opposite wall. Then she heard a hollow clink. If you have thoughts about this episode or ideas for the show, please let us know email us at unexplainable at box.com. We'd also love it if you left us a review or a rating or wrote us a song or drew us a picture. We love hearing from you. Unexplainable is part of the Vox Media Podcast Network, and we will be back next week. Support for this show comes from HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. High-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.